I'm Alexander Alec, and this is the Foxfire Podcast, where we explore shamanism, safety, and culture. I'm Alexander Alec. Welcome to the Foxfire Podcast. Today, I'm here with Annika Berman, and in this episode, we will be talking about the first button. Hello, Annika. Hello, Alexander. So let's jump right in. Um, why is this called the first button? I first heard this term from an elder some years ago, and it really stayed with me. Um, she talked about the first button as being the most important step in your work and in your training. She talked about this in the sense of like, if you do the first button wrong, all the buttons are wrong. And um, I really took this to heart. And I, when I'm working with people, I really I refer back to this quite a bit because it's so important that we, we begin well. If we get off on the wrong foot, you can do as much work as you want, but you'll never get it sorted, so to say, um, until you really go back to that to that very, very first starting place, for, which for some people is, is impossible um, to do. Um, an example would be if you come in um, to shamanism from a very mental point of view, let's say, or um, you learned about it for self-development or only, or you learned about it uh, from a psychological point of view, um, what can happen is then it's it's you're in a very tight box, basically, and that will be hard to really work with in shamanism because shamanism has a completely different base and a completely different worldview. So, um, yeah, again, if the first button is wrong when you start, um, all the buttons are going to be wrong. Another way to say this is um, in our school and from my experience, we have the most experienced teachers teaching the people who are just beginning. And that is really, I would say, your most important time is when you're coming in to the work. If you have somebody who's also just beginning teaching you just how to begin, um, they're not going to give you a very good um, starting point. You know, again, that first button's going to probably be wrong, and they're going to carry that around um, with you, well, kind of forever. So, um, yeah, I would say be really, really careful uh, how you begin. Um, and you, again, you want really want somebody who's very experienced to help you, to help you start, um, yeah, and to help you build up that worldview before you, you know, right in this beginning. Um, build up your relationships from the very beginning, build up your uh, connection from the very beginning. Um, and, uh, and, and that's going to carry you. You're going to have a good foundation to, uh, to build on. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, a few very important things here for, for, for a good beginning, for, for beginning well. And, uh, one thing you mentioned was the worldview, and I think you're talking about the shamanic worldview here. And um, yeah, how is that different, or, or can you describe that? Certainly, that's a, a really good question. 
the shamanic worldview um, sees us as um, uh, as humans. It sees us as someone with uh, with a mind or or you know mental aspect, as a heart or emotional aspect, uh, as a physical body, uh, but also as a spirit that we have our own spirit and, and even soul. Um, the soul is not something I talk about so much because I, it's, that's hard to put into words, but let's simplify it and say mind, um, heart, you know, body and, um, and spirit. And so we'll begin there with ourselves. Okay. Um, if we go beyond that, then we look at not only ourselves as something or someone, a being with the spirit, but we can also look at the spirit aspect of um, a place, a plant, an animal, and a stone. We can look at the spirit of the earth, of the stars, and beyond. So um, it brings us to everything around us is alive. Everything around us uh, you can communicate with. Everything around us um, has its way, its its life, its lifespan, its purpose, its um, journey or direction. Um, and I, I guess most importantly is that everything is alive and you can communicate with everything. So um, that would be the simplest way I can explain um, the uh, shamanic worldview. So if... Everything is alive and everything has a spirit. What does that mean practically? What does this worldview mean for how we live our lives? Well, what that means is we have to really kind of go big here. And what that means is that we want to live, I would say, a good life. You know, we want to live a balanced life and we want to live a life in a good relationship and what that means is good communication, you know, within ourselves and within the uh, people, human people around us, but also with uh, the earth and um, our environment, um, the plants, the animals, you know, the stones and elements. Um, but that also means um, being in relationship with however we think of what's bigger than us. And I say that on purpose because, some, you know, in, in, um, in North America, we'd say great spirit, for example. And I, I do uh, use that term and prefer that term. But I, I recognize and respect that um, everyone's going to have a bit of a different term, you know, in their own language or in their own um, concept or cosmology you know, of, of the world. And I think the common denominator there is something that's greater than us and uh, also something that we can communicate with or we strive to communicate with. So what we want to do is with within this worldview, and the reason we have this worldview, is um, we want to live a good life and we want to do that in balance and we want to do that in communication and um, our practical way of looking at this, we want to, when things go out of balance, and, and, and they do, you know, within us or within our 
uh, human relationships or within our environment or 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 these um, I would say like sometimes we have a crisis of um, you know, who am I where am I why am I here you know what what's my purpose you know or some people would say like a, a crisis of uh, faith for example you know um, so is there something bigger than me and if so what does that all mean um, so when things go out of balance, when we have these moments, when we have these crises, um, those are this gives us the possibility to you know to communicate to find out what's what is wrong, what went out of balance, and most importantly, how can we um, put things back into balance? How can we um, be again in good relation? Um, how again can we? Uh, when we put things right, basically. So, so how, how do I ask these questions, and how do this work? You just mentioned, okay, um, you ask, um, you try to find out how to be in balance. Um, so, so, how would that work? Well, one of the defining features in shamanism is uh, is trance. You know, the the uh, method or the action of of trance. And I always like to say, if there's if there's no trance, then there's no shamanism. Trance is the way that we communicate with um, our spirit. Um, we communi can communicate with the spirits around us again of another uh, person or a place, you know, or thing, or animal or uh, earth and things like this. Um, trance is learnable. Trance is. Um, accessible with training. Um, but I, what I want to point out here is that be, before, you know, long before we're ever going to start going into trance, uh, there has to be a need, you know, a, a need. Um, it's like a reason, but it's more importantly, it's specifically a need, like someone is sick and so there's a need to find out what happened and what's out of balance and how to fix it. Um, need is your first step. It's, it's basically your first your first button. Um, after need is then intention, and then after that is method, and then after that is, you know, the work you do uh, to help restore things. Um, so that would be an example, let's say, of um, uh, why to communicate and and how to communicate. So I've got my needs sorted mm -hmm. and I've got, formed my intention mm -hmm. and now I want to um, go find an answer. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Go into trance. So what happens? Hey, well, there's there's two things here that are going you know going to happen. Um, one is that you're going to. Uh, through trance, alter your consciousness temporarily so that you can communicate with uh, the spirit or spirits that you you need to to find this answer. Um, but the other part of that is um, you're also that through that action of trance you're and going into an altered state of consciousness, you're going to then be accessing an alternate world. Now that's a big topic. Um, alternate world is something in in the shamanic worldview that runs parallel to let's say our daily lives. It's always there. It continues to run parallel next to us. 
Um, and so the action of trance and altering your consciousness is what will take you into this alternate world or state. Um, and I want to point out that that is a temporary uh, thing to do. Um, I think one thing, and we'll talk about this through the podcast series, season one, um, is I, I run into a lot of misunderstandings, I run into a lot of myths, um, and, and one of those misunderstandings is that we're just trying to get into, you know, an um, an altered state of consciousness, and, well, when you sleep, you're in an altered state of consciousness, you know, if you go for surgery, the... Um, and, um, they will put you into an altered uh, state of consciousness. Um, if you have an accident and go into a coma, you're in an altered state of consciousness. And if you take certain drugs, you'll be in an altered state of consciousness. This is not necessarily functional. Um, it doesn't mean you can hold the need, hold the intention, go get the information and return, returning from that alternate world and then bringing that into uh, actually into uh, practice because that's ultimately what we're trying to do. It's, it's not play with these states. Um, it is to go find an answer that hopefully you can apply and will help whatever person or situation that's out of balance return to to balance the the altered state of consciousness is a vehicle it's not um what uh it's not the the goal Correct. it's what takes us to the goal right yeah again i think that's a, a really a big misunderstanding is that we're just trying to change our, our um, state of consciousness and and we do that all the time you know, we do that. We do that when we dream. I think example. I do that when I read a book. Oh, right. Yes. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I was talking to uh, a friend recently who was talking about listening, you know, to music as as she writes, and um, that is a perfect example, you know, of listening to music. Your uh, state of consciousness is altered, and in that state you may create, you know, uh, art, you may paint, you may write, you may dance. Um, that That is that state. Um, yeah. We've been talking about some important aspects of shamanism, about the worldview and trance, um, but we haven't really defined shamanism itself. So let's do that in the next episode. We can start right there. The Foxfire Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Alexander Alec. Co-hosted by Annika Berman. This season's theme by Century Music. Special thanks to Katy Meaden and Christian Roth at GoYippie.net, Ellie Hale and Rhiannon Morgan at University of Birmingham, and to the whole team at the Foxfire Foundation in Berlin, Germany. You can find us at foxfirepodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you visit our website, you can send us questions or topics you'd like to hear about. We also have resources and some extras. For our release schedule and behind-the-scenes pics, we are on Instagram at Foxfire Podcast. Until next time. <laughs>